Hello, and welcome to More Than Abstract. I'm Pranchel, and I'm joined by Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing good, too. I, I think we've talked about your car before on this on this podcast, but when you drive, what octane gas do you use? Just like... 89, I think. 89. Okay, so is that the... Um, is that Standard. Standard. Because okay. E87 is the ethanol, and I take the grade above that. Okay. Well, um, you, you might see on your gas pump, there's the sticker that just says non-leaded gasoline. Yes. You know, I, I always wondered why they had that and why they had to put that there. Just because I, I don't remember a time when we used leaded gasoline. But either way, uh, that made me wonder what the point of putting lead in gas was in the first place. And that leads us to this topic. So our story begins with how an engine works. Or more importantly, how it should work. Oh. Let me show you a video of how a piston, or a gif of how a piston works. And I'll post this on Twitter as well. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at More Abstract. Perfect. And I appreciate you not shouting out the name brand of a peanut butter. This is a no peanut butter household. It's... <laughs> that gif shows you uh, how a piston works, essentially. So you start with... On the left, you have mm -hmm. uh, gas and air that comes into the piston itself and into this chamber. And as as the piston moves, let's say that it started out moving by the battery or something. Uh, as it starts out moving, the chamber with the air and gas mixture gets smaller until a spark plug ignites it, makes an explosion. Mm -hmm. that, that explosion pushes the piston down, continuing this motion, and then letting the exhaust go out as well. So that's essentially four steps get get the fuel in there get it small explode it keep the piston moving and then you get rid of the exhaust so it'd be a four-stroke motor yeah that, that would be a four-stroke motor the four steps and it leads to leftovers that you know you vent out into the world where everyone can breathe it in no oh, joy Ho um, hopefully uh diluted please it is a little diluted. Uh, th so the stuff does go through a catalytic converter, which gets rid of the very bad stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So it's good. So all this movement spins an axle, and that makes the wheels go, in essence. So your car runs on explosions. Mm -hmm. And now you know how. The comic, The Oatmeal, had a, a pretty good pitch for uh, electric vehicles. Basically saying getting all of the explosions away from your crotch zone. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good motivator that's, right there. Yeah. So so that's how how these engines normally work nowadays that is. But 100 years ago they had many more problems since you know they didn't have our foresight. So Eric, how old is the oldest car you've ever had or driven? That I've had and driven, had or driven like, you know, Maybe you drove in a really old car. I've ridden in really old cars. The 90s would be for driven or ridden. 90s, okay. When you drove in that car, were there ever times when the engine would just keep making a metallic pinging noise? No. Or I, I guess, do you experience that in any of, any, any, any of the cars you've driven in your life? No. That's good. So uh, if, if you did, I, I don't suspect you did because um, those are more recent cars even though they're in the 90s so back then before the 90s 
sometimes people would hear this metallic pinging noise that would be coming from their engine. That would be this thing called engine knock, which is mm -hmm. not good for your engine. But um, going back to the four steps of a well-behaved engine, there's a place, there's a point in that process when the air-fuel mixture is supposed to explode for the engine to work. And if it explodes at the right time, you know, your, your engine's working perfectly fine, it's running on all gears, I guess. Is that the phrase? Uh, running on all cylinders? R running on all cylinders. If, if the, this fuel mixture were to explode at an improper time, mm -hmm. then that could be really bad for the piston, which is really bad for your engine, and it would make a metallic pinging noise. Oh yeah, uh, just looking at the GIF, if that explodes before the piston is over that vertical point, that's going to be fighting against the motion of the rest of the engine. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. That's what engine knock is. It's just an explosion at the wrong time. The explosion at the right time is a working engine. <laughs> Controlled chaos. It's pretty bad for your car, this engine knock thing. It can, over time, bend the piston itself. So, oh. really bad. I imagine the manufacturing tolerances are fairly tight. Yeah, they, they, I, I would imagine they are pretty tight. And so I guess whenever your check engine light is on... You should check your engine. You know, watch out, yeah. <laughs> In the early days, around the 1920s, this was a real problem. You know, people's engines kept breaking because explosions didn't work right, because they didn't have the process down exactly. And this is where the octane number on your fuel pumps comes in. Okay. That number just means how much do you need to squeeze the air-fuel mixture uh, in your engine before it explodes. Oh. Remember that as you apply pressure on it in step two of the process, where it, it gets squished and it gets hot. And if the heat is more than the octane rating allows, then you'll get a premature explosion that makes engine knock. It makes everyone sad. It makes everyone... I cry every moment. That's the idea. But how do you get the octane rating for your fuel to be high? Since this was 100 years ago, they weren't exactly as good at refining fuel as we are today. Oh, I see exactly where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. So you had to throw something into the fuel to make it less likely to explode prematurely. That's where the lead comes in. How does lead affect the volatility of gasoline? Actually, I'll get into that. It's not like you throw little pellets of lead into the mixture of the fuel. Rather, you take this chemical called tetraethyl lead. It's just lead with four hydrocarbons coming out of it pour a bunch of this into the um, fuel itself and you get better fuel. Le lead wearing a funny hat makes better fuel. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, so you mix a bit of this stuff into your fuel and you'll get a higher rating of octane. So no worries about engine about your engine going bad so soon. So around the 1920s, it was put into fuel in cars, planes, anything that could get engine knock. We're talking uh, propeller planes, not Propeller jet planes. planes. Okay. Not jet planes. It was easy to make, this uh, tetraethyl lead. It was cheap, and it was just awful for your health. But the really <laughs> only scientists knew that at the time. Did they just not estimate, like, how bad that was going to be when more people got cars? Oh, they knew. Oh. They knew. Oh, okay. Well, scientists knew. You know, the people who are competent in their field knew. When it was public that lead was being put in gas, 
there was a concerted effort, mainly by scientists, to stop this. Mm. But it wasn't very successful near the beginning, and lawmakers really dragged their feet on getting it banned. This situation sound familiar to you? Painfully. Yeah. There was this place... Uh, lead was actually known by the scientific community to cause things like insanity since the 1800s, so a century before this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People knew. Uh, maybe the general public didn't know, but scientists knew. I thought the Romans actually knew that, but they used it anyway yeah that might be true so there was this place in new jersey that made this tetraethyl lead stuff and they weren't really careful with it at one point there were several deaths linked to that place so people called it the loony gas building since the people who worked there would go insane that place along with many others had to be closed down till they could protect workers better but and keep them from going insane so quickly Apparently a medical examiner had to go in there and just be like, stop, use gloves or something. Protect yourselves. Crazy. Especially because, if I remember right, you said this was the 20s, right? 20s. So the whole uh, Radium Girls thing had already happened, and there were already um, pushes towards workplace safety. It's kind of surprising that they wouldn't provide something as simple as gloves after they literally had people dying from, like, uranium paint. Uh, that they might have provided gloves i'm actually not sure they uh, you know i i gave that as an example to be um, funny i mean it's the same idea though if that many people are dying like there was just a major lawsuit not out of public memory and like i uh, i don't know but of course as leaded gasoline was used you could easily easily collect data over time and there was a clear increase in the lead levels in the environment since the introduction of tri- uh, tetraethyl lead Who'd have thought? Oh, cr- crazy. Putting salt on roads makes the shoulder salty. What? Crazy. There was also an increase in violent crimes as more lead was put into the environment. So really, you could track both these quantities and you'd see essentially the same curve but with a 22-year lag between them. So oh. violent crimes increased 22 years after the, the introduction of tetraethyl lead. That's interesting. We're on the tail end of that. Explains things. Have you ever seen how there's not much violent crime out there? Heterothelite. Luckily, once people realized it's bad for you, the phase-out process began around the 70s or so and completed in most places by the early 2000s. Funny enough, the person who thought it was a good idea to put lead in gas was the same person who came up with the idea of using Freon in AC. So, you know, the CFC is stuff that destroyed the ozone layer. So this man single-handedly wanted to take down the entire Earth. Yeah. This one guy. Unluckiest ideas ever. Like, the two, two big things he had, terrible for the environment. Terribly effective, though. It's true. Yeah, he good at his job, bad for the Earth. <laughs> well, I, I guess more bad for us. The Earth will be fine. Right. He actually ended up dying before people more commonly realized that this stuff was really bad for you and it was banned. So I guess he lived his life thinking that he did amazing things for the world. It's for the best. And that's the story of why your gas station always has unleaded gasoline on its pump. So what did you think? I think that guy should have paid a little more attention to the results of his inventions. That's what I think. Yeah, like, uh, did he ever think, like, I mean, I put salt on my food, 
and it makes it saltier. Do you think the lead will affect us? Make the earth leadier? Who knew? I mean, hey, the Romans used it. Must have been fine. Oh, uh, you're right. Well, they start acting a little bit loopy when they get older, but, you know, they're fine. It's fine. It's, you know, it's getting old. What's it called? No, the um, legislation dragging its feet is uh, all too familiar, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. We haven't changed at all over the hundred years. So, uh, if you like this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Tell us what you think about it and tell a friend about it. And for supplementary content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at MoreAbstract. And you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts. 